Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is created, the Gadigal and Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This is the Ash London Podcast. I am, you guessed it, Ash London. Reformed radio host, new mum and human being on a quest to live my best life when it feels like the world around me is imploding. Sound familiar? Every Tuesday we do a bit of mum chat. Every Thursday I do my favourite thing on the planet and I interview a guest. From celebrities who have entertained us over the craziness of the last two years to everyday people with inspiring stories. This is the Ash London Podcast. Happy Tuesday, my darlings. Uh, life update, first of all, my in-laws are here. Janine was, four sets of hands, one baby, hello naps. And by naps, I mean my own naps. Tonight, Adrian and I are going out to a restaurant on a date. <laughs> In other mum-related news, um, Buddy is now, he's rolling front to back, back to front, chilling on his side. So I no longer sleep. I just lie in bed staring at the monitor, making sure he's breathing. So the fact that I got this podcast out at all is a miracle. Thank you to my audio producer, Dom Evans. I love you. Now, in my life, I rarely get nervous doing interviews. I've been doing it for like 10 years. I've interviewed everybody. And generally, I'm interviewing someone that does a completely different job to me. So mostly in my career, they're pop stars. So we do different things, right? I'm good at what I do. They're good at what they do. They're different things, blah, blah, blah. Now, today's guest is a pop star, but her podcast also has had over 25 million downloads. And she's had the likes of Elton John and Paul McCartney on there. So yeah, she's kind of a big deal in the podcasting world. And I so desperately wanted her to like me and think I was doing a good job. Her name is Jessie Ware, UK pop star, podcaster, author, and mama. Now, I spoke to her for my radio show, Ash London Live, at the end of last year, and I was so inspired. She was weeks away from giving birth herself. I was probably, I guess, six months pregnant, and she was doing promo for her new album. She was so encouraging and inspiring, and it kind of, it was just right at the exact time that I needed it. I was about to finish out my radio show, and although I knew that ending the show was the right thing to do, there was still a part of me that was scared I would never be able to reach the same heights and make something that good again, that my best kind of days career-wise were behind me. But I'm so grateful that the universe conspired to bring Jessie into my path when it did, because the first seeds of this podcast were sown after I finished that chat and walked into my living room feeling really expectant and not just about the baby but about my own work and the possibilities that lay ahead now we're a couple of downloads off 25 million but I'm still really proud that I've got this podcast out you know before Buddy was born and throughout the first weeks and months of his life 
Jessie has since given birth to her third child. She's put out a book called Omelette, which is like her memoirs mixed in with recipes. It's hilarious. She's about to go on tour. Her podcast, Table Manners, is in its 12th season and she's in the studio working on a new record. So you can imagine then how humbled and grateful I was that with all that, she managed to squeeze half an hour into chat to little old me. So last week at 9pm, on a Friday night, oh, already in my pyjamas after expressing Buddy's dream feed, I walked into my home studio to chat to the one and only Jessie Webb, who was on the other side of the world. I am in my living room hiding from my children, not because I don't love them, but because I knew that I needed to speak to you. And there will be somebody that comes in to say they even need a poo or that they (laughs) have had a fight or they've locked the other one in a toilet. But so far, so good. Touch wood. We're only two minutes in, but here we go. There's always time. I'm currently looking at mine on a little iPhone screen to make sure that because he's gone to sleep with his bloody, we call it a binky, but like a little toy thing, like the little comforter. Oh, like yeah. But usually I take it off him as soon as he falls asleep because I don't want him to choke. But he's like gripping it. So, of course, because, you know, I'm new at this, I'm convinced he's going to choke. So I have to stare at him all night until he lets go of it like a legend. Firstly, congratulations. How old is he? He's f- ne- nearly five months. So he's born in oh September. Ooh. How was it all? How was the birth? Well, I got preeclampsia, so it was one of those Ah, at 37 weeks. I was fine, and then one trip to the doctor, and, yeah, the next morning I was getting wheeled in and and had a, you know, a C-section. Yeah, whipped him out, and it was beautiful. And it was the opposite to how I'd imagined giving birth and everything I'd planned, of course, went out the window. But I get the sense that that's motherhood, like is there everything you plan no. SLA plans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. And congratulations to you as well. Number three, you legend. Thank you. So what we'd spoken before when I was pregnant, I was just lying in my in my bed all the yeah. time doing um, interviews in Australia and you were very, very accommodating about that. You're allowed. So you were further along than me. I was kind of newly pregnant. And I remember, because it was about the same time, because it was nighttime in Australia, and I went outside to my husband afterwards, kind of waddled out, and I was so inspired by our chat, and I was like on a high, which rarely happens to me after kind of 10 years of doing these interviews. Oh, thank you. Well, you really like spurred me on and made me feel like this was the start of something wonderful and it wasn't going to be kind of the end of how I knew myself but the start of something else and that I could still do whatever the hell I wanted to do. And now you've got a new bloody podcast and and everything's happening. Yeah, there you go. Good on you, mate. Good on us. No, honestly, I think it takes takes a village and I also think it takes a – for for people that and this look people that are listening may completely disagree with me but my feeling was that I I loved my job and I was scared that yeah it was going to one was going to jeopardize the other Mm. and actually it took yeah and I think I told you this but um Annie Mack a a DJ here um who you know is a really inspiring woman in music for me she she was the one that was like you're going to be you're going to be able to do it and you're going to be so much more determined you're going to be more focused you're going to succeed and don't get me wrong it's a struggle but it's um it's incredibly satisfying and and yeah so for I think it's just all about us um geeing each other up and making each each other feel like we can do this because you can do it it just may take a few people to help you totally and were you 
always because I'm not a focused person. Like I need to wait to feel inspired to do something, and right. then I might uh, out of a week I might have three great hours, and I'll get a week's worth of work done in that three hours. But when you have a kid, it kind of changes because you have to take opportunities and kind of force yeah. yourself to yeah. use that time. Was that a natural transition for you, or have you always been the kind of person that can just turn it on and get shit done when you need to? I think I'm I'm a procrastinator in really weird situations, but I I can I definitely learn how to be well, use my time as uh, efficiently and effectively as possible now. But equally, you know, like this morning, just as an example, I knew I was chatting to you. It's ten o'clock this morning. I've got to go to the studio straight after this, and that's absolutely fine um, because I'm going to go and write a bloody song, and I'm excited about that. <laughs> and, it was, and I was really looking forward to chatting to you. But it's about kind of setting up the day. Um, for the kids and it's half term here so there's mm. no school so we're kind of you know it's like extra kind of entertainment and I do feel bad I've been really crap this week because I should have probably taken the week off but then I I've got all these sessions for writing the new record and actually I'm very lucky my husband's amazing and he supported me and he was just like it's fine but I've got this total mum guilt this week and but yeah this this morning it's kind of been like can I fit a a spin in quickly that would feel really luxurious to do that and slightly indulgent but you know what I mean then you feel guilty about that you feel guilty about whatever you do there's guilty exactly so the decision to go in and record another album I mean there's so much more that you have to take into account now especially given that you've got tour table manners is what 171 episodes deep it's not like this is just bloody hell is it god thank you for that i didn't know yeah insane i wanted to know and i looked and i was like holy shit and um it's not just some kind of side hustle thing that you do when you feel like it it's a big deal then to go okay i'm gonna i'm gonna add a record on top of this so what did what did that decision look like and what did you have to take into account and was there any chance that you were gonna not do it Oh no, I think it's just no, absolutely not. I think it's kind of got to remain to me as like my primary job. Right. Otherwise, I think that's when maybe you take your foot off the pedal and mm. like it is and it's so important to me and I love it and I'm inspired and I had such a great time with the last record. Um I, I've been wanting to make music. You know, if I think of it as me having although yes it's not a regular job and I appreciate it and I love it and it's amazing that the fact that I could go in and go (laughs) and try and write a bloody dance tune um today um I guess it's like going back to work and going to the office you know Mm. what I mean that's kind of how I have to think of it and yes it can be a bit more lenient and then with you know like yesterday it was five hours work because of me wanting to get back for bedtime and but actually it was good what we did so it's okay so yeah it's just a balancing act and it is not always perfect at all majority of the time it's not but we're making it work you're bloody well making it work have you ever actually had a gone to an office for a job is that something you've done in your lifetime or have you managed to avoid it I I fantasize about it (laughs) Not as not as I think I I love the chit chat. I love making the instant coffee. I mean, I'm sure they've got really nice coffee machines in Australia, of course. Of course, Um, but 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 like I love the whole thing. That's why I like working with people. I like being with groups of people. That's how I thrive. That's how I work the best. So sometimes, you know, when I was writing my book, it was quite kind of lonely, and I was like, God, I don't have any anybody to bounce my ideas off. 
and you know the podcast is fully it's 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 a conversation over food my idea heaven of heaven yeah. um so and then writing I'm always writing with other people or producers in the room so for me I really seek those spaces where I can socialize and um and and converse and and create with people so yeah the idea of the and I love that I love the idea of structure mm. so I love I'm a complete control freak and so I and I and I don't have a routine. I have a routine for my son. That's about it. My seven month <laughs> son, but everyone else is just like throwing shit at the wall. And, um, and we, I, I love it. I kind of love the idea of like nine to five. I've always thought about Nick Cave um, and about how Nick Cave apparently, you know, puts on a suit every morning and um, like, you know, he's going to work. Of course yeah. he's going to work. He's going, but he goes upstairs to his attic, but he makes sure he puts a suit on. I don't know if he still does that, but I love that Let's idea. Let's tell so, ourselves um, that he does because the, yeah. that really does add to the Nick Cave fantasy that yeah, exactly. I have in my mind. And it would be a really so, sharp suit. And I think that the oh trousers wouldn't quite touch the top of you. It'd be a little gap between the top of his shoes and the trousers and, and a, cool oh, a little sock. ankle swing. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I, I just like that idea. You know, it is totally. work. And even though it is wonderful work, I like the idea of having that. But yeah, when you're working with other creatives, you know, people are like, can we start uh, the session at one o'clock? And I'm like, well, I got to be home like at least I got for shit to do. six. Yeah. So like. But I would love to no, be in an office with you. I think if, oh if I God, had an office job, I would enjoy having you within the office because you'd be like. Thank you very much. You'd be enough. You'd be like a bit of a gossip, but not in like a bitchy gossip. Yeah. It'd be like just fun, yeah. harmless gossip. And everyone be needs interested that in, in everyone's in weekends. You would, you'd, but you genuinely care. Love life. It wouldn't just be no. like wanting to yeah. get up to and then not listen. You would be involved and you would remember the names of the guys and girls people were dating and that they were having. Because I live vicariously through everybody else's <laughs> of life and sex life. So. And that's the wrong with that that is what yeah and I and I I love it I live for it like the fact that I missed the whole tinder thing yes. and not like not necessarily that I pine for it but I'm so intrigued yes. by it and um, because I totally missed uh, lots of people be like you didn't miss out on anything but lots of people found amazing love and met some totally. and had some wild mad things happen and also probably a bit of heartache too True. or ghosting but I do find it all yeah I've, I've missed out on that yeah and you've got the banter like you're like me. You've got solid. I don't know. Banter. I think I know. Yeah, but I think I'd probably like fall in love with everybody, and then they'd, they'd go cold, <laughs> and then I'd like I'd be that person. Fair enough. Um, I have started omelette, and I mean, I, and this is the probably the biggest compliment I can give someone. Well, is, well done that you've started it because you've got a bloody five month old baby. I can't. <laughs> no, but it's easy. I can't do anything. It's easy to little digestible stories, which is what I love about oh, it. You don't have to good. commit to you know. No, that's true. Tolstoy. But I am obsessed with Nora Ephron and everything she has oh, yeah. written and made. And the biggest compliment that I can give to you is that serious Nora Ephron vibes, the same kind of feeling reading it. Oh, that is a huge compliment. Thank you so much. I think I just yeah, love I, sassy you know, Jewish ladies. I think that's what it must be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, you know what? Like, I. I was approached by a publisher to write a book and I was like, who is going to give a shit about my life through food? And, and well, I obviously felt like 27 million people do that listen to your freaking well, podcast. But I just think it was like, I wish I bloody sold 27 million bloody copies. <laughs> um, tell you. Um, but I, I, I think my way of being able to make it feel 
like it was worthwhile doing for myself was just that I ask these questions to people every time they're on the podcast and I am genuinely interested and I have my own food memories so mm. I kind of thought well sod it if I kind of do it like that it feels slightly less self-indulgent having a memoir at the age of 37 because it's not a full memoir it's about yeah. my experiences through food and conversation and family and food so yeah it's um I I'm still surprised that I did it I how did you it, do it, it? Feels what like did that blur. look like it looked like me being very having morning sickness oh no and lying in bed much like when I was much like when I was chatting to you I basically spent a lot of my uh, uh pregnancy trying to lie in bed and avoid people <sighs> um but yeah I was um I would just write on my laptop in my bed or I'd go up to well now the baby's room that used to be my room um and and write up there and I don't know once it kind of flowed and I stopped being so self-conscious it kind of just mm. flowed and it, and I and I, I think I was true to my voice so it was like not about I think I I had this very intimidating thing where I thought oh well, it has to be like Tolstoy do you know what I mean and yeah. actually it just needed to be my voice extended totally. through words and 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 that, that seemed to uh resonate with people and that is really just the highest accolade so yeah I just think it's so interesting that you're an accomplished artist which is really expressing thoughts, feelings, stories, experiences, and you're an accomplished podcaster, which is a similar thing, and yet it comes to writing a book and you still have those doubts, which I think is like I would be exactly the same, but isn't that just so ridiculous? I mean, when you put it like that, it, it is, I guess it is, but like um, I think I've always been intimidated by the art of um of songwriting even mm. or and even though I trained as a journalist and um, I, I knew that I wanted to get my kind of basic knowledge through print journalism because I felt like it was kind of like the Latin you know yeah. if, if I could get I could, I've kind of get a, um, a story out in 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 words and 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 succinctly then I don't know so it's kind of been the route but it's not been my most comfortable place to be and it still terrifies me a bit but I have become more at ease with it. And, and I, and I think that's just, you know, time and experience mm. and, 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 and having people enjoy it, which is a really big compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, well done. I'm enjoying it. I'll, I'll send you, you a message when I finished it to let you know Thanks. if I still enjoyed it or I've if been, I thought well, it was crap by the halfway and then gave up. I've <laughs> been reading the same book for about eight months and it's just become like my nemesis. And I look at it and I go, I should do this. And then I go, actually, I'm going to watch the Tinder Swindler. Oh, God, what a sod. What oh. a piece of work he and he is. didn't get fa- he's out and, and he's he wants still to do a dating show little shit little shit like and how is he still getting women and then he's like the russian model that he's with what I mean, I imagine if i if i had that confidence i could would take over the world like i often think that like i'm a talented smart intelligent person 
Absolutely. If I had that now, a tenth of that, I'd be the bloody president of the world. I mean, it's the the chutzpah of this yes. guy. I mean, God. what a what an asshole! But yeah, no, that was quite. Um, I'm just yeah, I'm watching a lot of television. What are you watching at the moment? Um, As, I'm like, watching a, Trigger Point. Oh, on your version of oh oh, that's just come out here, hasn't it's, it? Of course, yeah, it's only these... three episodes in, and I didn't know. Okay. I thought it was the whole season oh, was done. Went, wow! So what we yeah, we sat down, finally got into it, and then I was like, oh, the episode ends, and I'm like, fuck yeah. Next episode, and then my husband, I realised, doesn't come out till next week. And as a rule, I don't oh. watch things that aren't all out because I can't do the week. But to, I, I, I'm doing that with Euphoria at the moment, oh. and it's killing me. No, I had to stop watching that because I was oh. I was pregnant, and it made me depressed about oh, babe, the world I that my tried, kids are going to be. I tried it in. when I was pregnant, and that first episode, I was like, "Fuck this! <laughs> I do not want to know. This is what my daughter's going to be doing exactly. when she is 16." And and then I kind of went past that and I have kind of just I mean, I'm obsessed, obsessed with it. And I and I um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was obsessed with Heartbreak High, too. It's kind of, oh my it's, gosh. you know, I guess it's slightly darker than Heartbreak Can I tell High, you a great Heartbreak High drama. story? Come on, yeah. So I live in Sydney and my aunt and uncle growing up had this amazing big house in Sydney, um, Gordon's Bay around the corner. And when we, I was little, I was probably too young to, to mm. like, I wasn't hormonal yet. I probably would have been kind of seven or eight. Um, mm-hmm. But my cousins were a bit older. And I watched Heartbreak High, but I wasn't horny for Alex Dimitriadis at that point too young. <laughs> and they used her house to shoot um, some of the show and he was naked in my auntie's shower when they were <gasps> filming this. And it became oh a shrine. Yeah. yeah, like all of my cousins were like, we've got to come over and use the shower before you wash it so we can have his body juices on us. He played Nick, didn't he? Yeah, he was like the the Greek-looking. And was... hold on, what, and he was in The Slap, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in the slap. Aren't you just across yeah. all of the great Australian film oh, and television, Jesse? Where massive Alex Dimitriotis, oh. obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's in a yeah. lot, and he's one of our he's one of our um, absolute favorites. So there you go. Good heartbreak high story for you. Oh, that is very good. Thank that you. is very very Thank good. You. Um, you had one of my favorite humans on the podcast, Ed Sheeran, re- end of last year, oh, August. He's such a lovely the guy, best. Isn't he? Um, do you, I have this thing now that I've been a parent for five seconds where if I talk to someone who is like, even if they're a week behind me on like the parenting thing, I have to talk to them. We have, I have to ask all the questions and I become a bit weird and not obsessive, but I just love to talk about being a parent. Did any part of you, the fact that, you know, you were pregnant already got two and you've got Shiro who's a newborn are you that person that like wants to kind of do the let's go deep about this and or are you kind of like you can separate yourself and go I'm gonna they don't need any of my advice they don't need that I'm just gonna leave that person alone I it's hard because I was like the first of my group to have babies and that's kind of why I did that podcast is it normal because Mm. I was like I would have really loved this when I was first time round but then and so I didn't have anyone to ask the questions but I definitely felt like I was kind of big sister to lots of my girlfriends when they were pregnant and because I was so obsessed by pregnancy and and all of that and 
and then when they were born I mean I feel like I try and hold back unless people are asking then I'll give suggestions but I don't want to be like my way or the highway because I think everyone parents differently but I am still obsessed with I'm interested by all of their stories and I'm interested about how they're doing it and about milestones I mean like I went on that peanut app um, the other day and I was doing it because actually I was doing a bit of research because I was interviewing that um, I was chatting to the lady who started it Michelle and but I looked on it and I kind of joined the clubs to, of my child's age just to kind of like to check. And there was like this forum and this girl had said, you know, is anybody else's six month old clapping and sitting up? And I'm looking at like my little cute blob and he's <laughs> not doing anything. And I was like, oh, shit. OK, cool. Um, so, yeah, I think um, as long as it doesn't become competitive and it absolutely yes. can come, become a competitive. And Even with the best of intentions, it can. Oh, like man, people that you love. you. It's like I can't help but compare buddy like oh, buddy's not doing that or oh, buddy's already doing that and in my mind I have a feeling of superiority because my baby's rolling and I'm like How oh babe don't worry you'll also have a feeling of complete like terror and embarrassment at one point when like buddy kicks off somewhere and you're like oh, oh he's never fucking done this <laughs> he's like a saint and you'll just say the words and you'll be like, he's not usually like, like this. this. And, and you'll have heard it from your mates. And you'll be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, mate. Whatever. The big thing for me is going on an aeroplane. Um, I just took him on a plane last week for the first time, but it was only an hour. How was it? He was fine. He just got on right. the boob and fell asleep. And I nearly shat myself the whole time because I was convinced that he was about to wake up and scream, but he didn't. But it's only a matter of time. Like I, I imagine that's unavoidable if I want to live my life the way I want to live my life that he will kick off on a plane and it will it I think will that's be always the, I think that's always the worry isn't it because it's like a confined space yes and it's quiet but then there's like that wonderful white noise on a plane and True you'll be that. surprised it's like just louder than you I, think yeah and I think like it's it's amazing what a boob or a dummy or a bottle mm. or like a snack can do in those situations. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes they just have a shocker and like you just hope they're really kind people that understand around you. Mm. And usually I think they are really understanding. I remember it was really unlike us, but we, I was flying to LA and my daughter was flying with us. And I'd done some kind of thing where I had, I, I don't usually fly um, business class yeah. but I'd done something and it, I, basically we were in business class my husband right. me and my daughter and she was free she was a free one because she was under two right nice. so we were in there and I was like very aware that people you know had spent a lot yeah. of money on these and, yeah. and I was going to do work and they see this child she's not done anything yet she's not even said a squeak <laughs> and people ask people asked to be moved and I was like you know what <gasps> fuck you she hasn't even fucking yeah. made a noise Give yet her a like, chance. I and, and she was a dream on the flight. And I just, I, yeah, I mean, obviously I didn't go up to the guy and go, big mistake, big mistake, shit. <laughs> um, but I just, you know, I think like, um, yeah, I think there's usually really kind people that will be completely understanding. But I was definitely terrified in the business situation. That's, it sounds me, that makes me sound so bougie. And, no, no, but you um, prefaced And it. it's not usually, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, it it was. Um, I just thought, God, you haven't even given her a chance to be a dick yet. Seriously, I mean, it, it will it will happen if you do let her, but it probably won't to back off. <laughs> yeah. um, with with the Is It Normal podcast, which I absolutely love the concept of, Thank because you. you're Thank right, you. there was so much. I thought I was very. I read everything. I I thought I was so well prepared, and then it it all happened, and I was like, mm. no one told me 
mm. how dry my vagina would be while I'm breastfeeding. Like mm. no one said that. Like I didn't know mm. and it hurts. Mm. But I am a, a broadcaster who's, you know, like I don't, there's no part of my job where I have like a, a label or some expectation that I have to kind of maintain yep. some yep. sense of like coolness or disconnection or privacy or whatever. Yeah. And there's nothing more vulnerable than pregnancy. So was there any part of you that was like, I am a pop star, Can should I be going there and being this vulnerable and, you know, do you, do you know I, what I mean? You know what? I think, I mean, from, I, I definitely did worry that like potentially like Daily Mail would like take out, extract something about me. Totally. Having sex dreams about someone, you know, yeah. that wasn't my husband um, and being horny for somebody else it, whilst oh. uh, I think I spoke about that. I think we were talking <laughs> about um, libido and one and somebody had, had somebody had done a voice note being like, is it normal that I, I don't want to have sex with my husband when I'm pregnant with twins and, um, and, and I just don't feel like it. And I was like, of course it's not, it is normal. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> Pregnancy um, is very weird. It but, is a roller but, and I. Yeah, and I, I kind of made a comment like, yeah, I, I'm not having sex with my husband. I'm just thinking about having sex with other people. And, and, and I mean, I, the thing is, I, I, I think uh, there was something like that. I definitely talked about uh, piles a lot um, and, and constipation. And I just thought, you know what, like if somebody did it, take it out of context, then that would be quite embarrassing. But it was definitely for a group of people who were in the same situation. It had to be. Uh, frank and honest otherwise it was never going to work and it needed to be this honest conversation so that other people felt like that they weren't alone and that they could dive in and be like oh my god I've got the weird like um uh thing on my tongue that makes everything feel like acids on it or oh my god I've got loads more discharge like I thought that that was not normal everything is normal pretty much or not you know like everyone experiences pregnancy in different ways and you can have some wild symptoms and although mine weren't the kind of most mental symptoms um compared to lots of other people it doesn't um uh not mean that their like worries are valid you know so I just wanted to open that up and I think that kind of the best way to start that conversation was by me being like, I'm feeling this this week. I'm feeling really blue. I'm feeling, oh, I'm just feeling a bit rubbish. I'm feeling really, you know, and and mm. and and then actually to speak to an expert and then to be like, actually, yeah, that's totally normal. And okay. to bring Those in other voices. Yeah. So nice. All you want to hear. Because I, yeah. you know, I put the text line. I'm like, my friends, I was the opposite of you. I went last. So all my friends had already had babies. Oh, right. So yeah. I just had this, and I had like one of my best friends is in America. So that meant that I had 24 hours covered. If I was up at like 4 a.m. <laughs> with weak discharge, I was like, okay, now I text Anya. And it was. That's brilliant. So, and now I look at like Rihanna, like pregnant and like looking so cool. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah. she's, she's going to have weird discharge. She, Listen, she's going to be listening to that podcast being yes. like, thank you for bringing up. <laughs> big fan. Riri, yeah. big fan yeah. of Is It Normal. That's what I heard. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the rumours that are going around. Um, when it does come to the work, whatever you mm. want to classify the work as, you do so much. Mm. <laughs> do you feel like there are superpowers that motherhood has afforded you that make it yes. better, easier, whatever yeah, I think you take less shit. I think mm. you're more, uh, for me personally, I'm kind of more determined. Um, I do it with a purpose now that I think was, if 
far more selfish before and now it's for others and that's that's been really important I think you know a lot of my aim is to kind of inspire my kids particularly my daughter I think I mean all of them but like to show her that like well no to show all of them that it can be anything they want um but um I I want them to be inspired I want them to feel like they can have so much fun with their job they and they can do many different things and it's be okay I just need to maybe work slightly uh less but I love it and it's weird it's become it's 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 just it's all happened at the same time and this is just life I guess and I I wonder whether that's quite a similar thing for lots of peers our age and around this Mm -hmm. age where you you know you're just kind of really reaching new heights with your career maybe and yeah there's a bloody old biological clock and and you have a desire to be a parent and it's like Mm. these crossroads but I do feel like you 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 can try and do both and it will be hard but it will yeah it will be satisfying I think yeah hopefully and I I think also if you don't want to do it and you want to take a break good for you I mean I've never had a maternity leave um properly and I do look at my friends and I'm pretty jealous of them to be honest like they all I've got these girls all my girlfriends have got new babies at the moment and they all kind of met up with the babies and I, I was, I, you know and I, I I missed out on being with them all and they kind of they're going to baby cinema I, that's something, <laughs> yeah, I, wished, that's something I wished I'd done a little like bit a more of just kind of give I wish I'd given myself more time but then I also love my jobs so it's a it's a funny old one and being self-employed is a funny old thing where you kind of constantly feel scared that if you take too much time off everyone will forget about you yes you are speaking my language Jessie Ware but I am more than hopeful that you're doing great you're I'm doing loving amazing. it I'm absolutely loving it I feel like exactly what you said going to work now doing this feels like it has more purpose and what could have bought it on maybe selfish before now feels like I'm doing it for this for this little guy and for yeah. us and our family and and I I think it's the best part is that I get to look back on this little time capsule of the person yes. that I was you know I started this podcast before I had a baby and now I've got a baby yeah. and it's like I've got a little time capsule I can listen and I don't know how yeah. long this will go for but you know I'm already feel like every week I'm growing so much and changing and evolving and oh I'm so happy for you well hopefully I'll get to bloody Australia soon and and then we can we can do we can do a we could do a baby cinema no they'll be too big for that by that point they'll be crawling and climbing the walls but we can meet and and see and 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 hold each other's babies yes there's a place called Centennial Park here in Sydney which is where all the mums go with their bugaboos and they cut laps Ah. with their coffees and you and I will be there in like that's it very chic active where with high ponytails. Absolutely. Babe. I'm always there. in active wear. I don't know oh, about you. I'm, I'm in active always. But then, and and sometimes, most of the time, I don't actually work out, but I'm always in active wear. <laughs> we, yeah. we are friends. We're all good. <laughs> Jesse, Ware, go make your record. Thank you for making Thank time you. among the business. Thank you so much. Take care, be oh, well, and lo- um, lots see you soon. Of love. Thanks, darling. Thank you so much, babe. Again, I have to say thank you to Jessie for making time to chat to me amongst the insanity that is her life. It always means so much to me when women like that make space for others to rise and shine and do their thing. I feel inspired all over again to chase after the life of my dreams and do it on my own terms with, you know, humour and honesty. And I feel encouraged that motherhood will only make that life even richer. I have to say a big thank you to Trent Titmarsh, publicist of dreams for making this chat happen. I love you, Trenty. 
and I love you guys. I'll catch you on Thursday. If you have any feedback, thoughts, suggestions, or just want to have a chat, you can hit me up anytime. Hello at ash.london. Audio production on the podcast is by Dom Evans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.